Hi listeners of A History of the Inca. My name is David Cott and I'm the host of the History of Spain podcast, a bi-weekly podcast to learn about the history of my motherland in a chronological order. Nick has been kind enough to invite me in his podcast, and I think it's a great idea because, as all of you know, the histories of Spain and the Incan Empire are very interconnected. At the current rate, it will take me several years to reach the Spanish conquest of the Incan Empire, and even more for the conquest of the Neo-Incan state. However, right now you can already hear about the history of Spain from the start and until the 9th century with the Emirate of Córdoba, the Kingdom of Asturias, and the other states of medieval Spain. If you are into Spanish history, please subscribe to the History of a Spain podcast. Now, I leave it to you, Nick. Welcome to a History of the Inca. Episode 12, Welcome to Season 2. Hello everyone, how are you? As was just stated, this is a History of the Inca, and I am your host, Nick Mashinsky. I hope you all had a great holiday, and that your new year has been going well thus far. I enjoyed these past several weeks off myself, but it was far from relaxing, as I'll explain later. Right now I want to tell you how this episode is going to play out. We won't be covering any new material today, but you should stick around as there is some exciting news about the show I think you'll enjoy. So this is how it's going to go. First, we'll go through some general announcements for the show. Then we'll recap last season. And I think it is really important that we do this because the show started nearly a year ago now with the introduction episode. Episodes were released on a monthly basis. And with the time off, I'm sure some of you will appreciate a refresher of what we've covered. Finally, we'll go over the format of this season and preview what will be covered. Now we have a lot to do, so let's get started. As you heard at the beginning of the show, there was a little promotion played for a fellow podcaster, David Cott, in his podcast, The History of Spain. David and I decided to do a little cross-promotion of our shows to reach new listeners, which was really a no-brainer since Spain and the Inca will cross paths on both of our shows down the road. So with that said, welcome to any The History of Spain listeners who happen to hear the promotion for this show uh, while listening to that podcast. And I hope to do more promotion and cross-promotion with other podcasters. It really brings new listeners to the show. That way you all don't feel so lonely being the only ones who know as much as you do about the Inca and their history. You'll have someone else to talk to about Pachacuti and the Chanca and everything else that we'll cover down the road. And with that said, you should really check out David's show, The History of Spain. It's a great show, and I myself am an avid listener, so please go check that out. The next announcement, and those who follow the show on Twitter at Inca Podcast already know this, but I've decided to launch a Patreon page for the show. For those of you who don't know what Patreon is, it is a website where artists, writers, illustrators, 
podcast or really any content creator can receive funds from those who support their work. And this isn't like a donation or a charity thing. You are actually getting something in return for your contribution to that creator. Perhaps it is a personalized message, a drawing, or even a t-shirt or mug. For our Patreon page, I only have a single tier where if you want to support the show for just $2 a month, you will receive a shout out on the show as well as your name on the show's website. And I'll likely add more tiers down the road with more things for patrons who support the show. I know what some of you are thinking that have gone commercial and that have sold out, but I'm not trying to sell you razors or mattresses and I'm not looking to get rich off this show. Believe me, ask any history podcaster and they will be the first to tell you this is not a venture you want to get in to make uh, a fortune. What I do have on the page are goals for the show. It's all about making the show self-sustaining and improving it. I've dedicated nearly all my spare time to researching, writing, and promoting the show. Before starting this show, I always heard about how time-consuming hosting a history podcast can be, really because you have all this research that you need to do for each episode. But you don't really understand that until you're actually producing a podcast. It is essentially another job. So any funds from Patreon will be going directly into the show. In fact, two of my top goals is to upgrade the website to allow you to listen to episodes from there instead of a third-party site, as well as getting some equipment to make for a better listening experience for all. And I'm not forcing you to become a patron of the show. That is completely up to you. There are many other creators or even causes you might want to support instead. And I get that. But if you want to support the show, there is a link in the description of this episode. Or you can go to patreon.com slash Podcast. And to anyone who has signed up to become a patron of the show, thank you very much. And your shout out will come at the next episode. Alright, enough of the announcements. Let's recap what we've covered on the show thus far. We really started in episode 2, Welcome to the Andes, where we learned how harsh life can be in the Andes Mountains. We also covered one of the driest deserts on Earth, the Atacama, in Chile. Then we discussed how tectonic plates off the coast can cause devastating earthquakes, how there are active volcanoes nestled in the Andes, and how landslides can cover entire towns in a blink of an eye. The Andes are usually dry, as the Cordillera Blanca blocks much of the moisture from making it over the mountains. However, we know that El Nino and La Nina events do occur on a consistent basis, bringing much-needed rain to the Andes, which at times can also be deadly. Next, we covered four important cultures that inhabited the Andes or the Pacific coast. The Moche, Nazca, Tiwanaku, and the Wari. The Moche, as we know, inhabited the northern coast of modern-day Peru and covered several valleys. However, the Moche never seemed to have formed a central government and perhaps maintained an existence similar to the Greeks, 
in that they were independent city-states, or valleys, sharing a similar culture. On the southern coast of Peru, we have the Nazca. This is likely the most famous of our four precursors, but the Nazca should be known for more than just their lines and geoglyphs. They produce fantastic pottery, as well as engineered underground canals called puquios, to allow easy access to water as the desert around them continued to grow. Then we traveled further south, but also up and into the Andes. Along the shores of Lake Titicaca, we discovered a unique site called Tiwanaku. We learned how they were expert builders using ashlar masonry to produce monumental structures. They also extensively worked the land around them, creating raised fields as well as canals where fish could be caught and at the same time prevent damaging frost from occurring. We then became acquainted with the Wari, originating from the Ayukuchu region and bordering Tiwanaku near Pikiakta in the Lucre Basin, and sometimes even living on top of them with colonies at Cerebal. But we also learned that there is still much to learn about the Wari and how it is difficult to say what type of government and culture they were able to form. Before continuing, I want to remind all of you that these four cultures were not the only ones in existence prior to the Inca. There were others, some of them even earlier than the ones I've mentioned, but I decided not to cover them for the time being. Perhaps one day I will be able to do so. Finally, in episode 7, we got to the origins of the Inca. We saw how Viracocha, the creator god, created the world and life on earth. How he then traversed the land before sailing away with his two companions into the sunset. But before he left, Viracocha called forth Manco Capac and his seven siblings from the caves at Pacaric Tambo. The group of Inca wandered the Andes for a time before settling in the Cuzco Valley. From there, we covered many of the early rulers of the Inca relatively quickly as there just isn't a lot of information on any individual ruler. But that changed when we approached the end of the rule of the 8th Inca, Viracocha Inca. Toward the end of his reign, Viracocha Inca was faced with an invasion by another powerful group, the Chanca. Being an old man, Viracocha Inca retreated to a fortified estate with one of his sons, Inca Urco, who had taken over the mantle of Sapa Inca. The situation looked dire until a young captain, who was also the son of Viracocha, and who was promised assistance from the son Inti, rallied the defenses. That captain was Inca Yapanqui. But after his successful defense of Cusco and seizure of power, he became known as Pachacuti, also known as Earthshaker. Afterwards, we took a step back from the narrative to look at our sources. This was important to do as we have many sources from varying perspectives and all seem to have an agenda. But then we looked at a fairly objective source, archaeology. Using the archaeological record, we revisited the rise of the Inca up to the ascension of Pachacuti. We discovered 
that the Inca had expanded agricultural works in the Cusco Valley during the Quilque period. This increased their population and the labor force they could draw upon. Through military conquests and strategic marriage alliances, many of the early Inca rulers were able to bring various groups under their thumb before Pachacuti came to power. Thus, the ninth Sapa Inca had a fairly solid power base to draw from for a defense of Cuzco when the Chanca came along. Despite this evidence, though, Pachacuti was the victor of a coup attempt and was able to change the historical narrative to reflect his view of things. There is a reason we consider him the ninth ruler instead of the tenth ruler, after all. To wrap up our inaugural season, I answered some listener questions and then released a special episode on Christmas Eve about the repatriation of an Inca mummy back to its home in Bolivia. And if you missed out on that episode, I highly suggest you give it a listen. Actually, if you're new or missed any of those episodes from last season, I highly suggest you go back and give them a listen. Or if you heard all those episodes, but want to get a more detailed refresher than I suggest, well, you get the idea. Now then, it's time to give you all a little update on the show itself, some changes that I've made, and a little preview of what we'll be covering. First off, those two months flew by. It sounded like a lot of time when I was planning the hiatus, but man, I thought I would get more done. Now, I did get seven episodes written, which I'm very happy with, but I wanted to do more research as well. Part of the problem is that I'm a very slow reader, so my research takes a bit more time than I would like. So I still have some work to do on the season. The season will consist of ten episodes, including this one, so we have nine more. However, and this is the big news, a new episode will be released every two weeks. I am very excited about that. That is what I wanted to do from the beginning of the show, but with the baby and moving, it just wasn't in the cards. I'll tell you, it just was not going to happen. My wife and I are still waiting for our son to sleep through the night on a consistent basis. So, yeah. Now, the episodes may be a little shorter than previous season, but you will be getting more of them. Our 10th episode will be released the first weekend of June, and then I will be taking another two-month hiatus to, again, get ahead of the show a bit more with some research and writing. But I'll return in August with even more episodes. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that if I feel that I need more time to work on the show... I will go back to monthly episodes. You all know that I pride myself in making a high-quality show, so I want to maintain that. But I also want to maintain my mental health. I know a couple of podcasters who have put themselves under a lot of stress for their shows and have gotten some burnout because of it. We all have lives outside of our shows, and so I think it is important to take the necessary time to recharge so we can produce high-quality shows for all of you. Alright, let's get to what we'll be covering this season. We'll be focusing quite a bit on the reign of Pachacuti this season. The Sapa Inca went on several conquests, 
which we'll take a look at, as well as his rebuilding of Cusco. However, quite a bit of time will also be spent zooming in and examining some Inca customs and more specific topics. We'll examine some of the important buildings in Cusco, a couple of which could be considered wonders in their own right in Sacsayhuaman and the Cori Concha. From there, we'll take a look at the Inca religion as well as some of their most important ceremonies as Inca religion and matters of state were deeply intertwined. Then, the plan is to get into the social hierarchy of Inca society and the administration of the Sapa Inca, as well as meet Pachacuti's heir. That is where we will likely end the season before going on another two-month hiatus. I know, I know, no Machu Picchu. Going into this season, I really wanted to cover the Granite Citadel, but there ended up being more information that I needed to cover than I had originally thought. But fear not, I believe not long after I return from the summer hiatus, we'll get into the most famous of Inca sites. And I believe that is everything, my friends. I am very excited for this season, as I hope you are as well. I'm still on Twitter, at Inca Podcast, as well as Facebook. We have our website, of course, ahistoryoftheinca.wordpress.com. And now we have our Patreon page, which you can find a link to in the description of this episode, if you'd like to support the show monetarily. You all do a great job of supporting the show just by listening and subscribing, so thank you all very much for that. I will see you in two weeks where we will pick up where we left off. A young Pachacuti has secured the heartland of a growing state, but now he looks to see what is over the next mountain.